1: We see you. You're a colleague, you're a partner, you're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring. So you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. We see you. You're a colleague, you're a partner, you're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring. So you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you.
2: Hey, before we get going, Piff, before we do the theme, All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about Stamps.com. It's a holiday season coming up. You don't want to be going to the post office, right? No. You don't want to be slaying through traffic to the post office, inbox more like a blizzard than a winter wonderland. You don't want that. Praise. You want to go to Stamps.com. You know about this, right? When you want to buy stuff, when you want to send stuff anywhere, whether you're a small business, whether you're just a person, everything we send out, we send Stamps.com. It's your one-stop shop for all your shipping and mailing needs for more than 20 years. Stamps.com, by the way, has been, uh, we've been using their services since 2012, and they have been a sponsor of the show since 2012. You 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over one million businesses. Stress-free solution for every small business. If you're running an online store, Stamps.com works seamlessly with all major shopping carts and marketplaces. The holiday season, trade late nights for silent nights and get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code PEN for a special office that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Pen. Pen. That's all you gotta do. Stamps.com. There do you use them, Piff? No. Well you should be. I don't You're say the mail. one person. Okay. That, that that's the only reason <laughs> not to use stamps.com. Stamps.com with the promo code. PEN. 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 Hit it. There you go.
3: Here we go. Welcome to Penn Sunday School, broadcasting live from Show Creator Studio South. Today it's me, Fifth Amendment Dragon, filling in again for Matt Donnelly. Today, we're going to be talking about how I always forget to do this bit where I talk about what we're going to be talking about today. And now, Preaching Love, your <laughs> host, Pendulette.
1: Perfect.
2: Preaching Love. Preaching Love.
3: Only it took me a few days, to, a few goes to get it, right? You got it perfect. You were just absolutely perfect. There you go. I got you a present. You did? What did you give me? Ping! Piff the Dragon has pulled out a box of vocal zone
2: throat pastilles. Oh, nice. I'll try them out. I'm going to throw them to you. Yeah, we're both jugglers. That's it. Uh, vocal Zone throat pastilles, the original. Uh, now I want you to try them at the beginning of this episode. You want me to try them now? Yeah. I was gonna.
3: I was gonna wait till I needed them. Well, let me tell you why. Okay. Because last time I was here, you were going on about how um, some famous musician had a
2: Tom Jones.
3: Yeah, Tom Jones mm-hmm. had um, pop in one. Pop it, yeah, and then stick it up like the side of your gum
2: uh-huh.
3: with your teeth. Upper or lower? Upper.
1: Okay.
3: I do upper. You could do lower, but. So when it drips do down? Yeah. Okay. And then you could just leave it in for the next hour and we can report in at the end of the show okay. and see how it's
2: doing. Do you tuck it with your finger or just or I, I, I with my tongue. Okay. It's sitting up. <laughs> it's sitting up there now. Great. It's right up there now. We'll check
3: back in and see how that's doing.
2: Thank you, Piff.
3: You're welcome. You,
2: so have you seen Freestyle Love Supreme? No. Okay. Freestyle you know um uh Carmen Marin Miranda Corin, yeah. Coma, who wrote um uh Hamilton Hamilton is richer than God. Yeah. And my my wife has seen Hamilton like twenty three times, including flying to Puerto Rico for a special show. Yeah, she's and Lynn Manuel, she knows. Yeah. My problem with Lynn Manuel Manuel is he does not know where to put a fucking comma. Right. I mean, I'm not not a comma hyphen. Uh, hyphen. It's Lynn Manuel is hyphenated, and then Miranda's out there on its own. Right. You 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 hyphenate the last two of your name, not the first two. But it, what is the last name of his name? What is? What is? Manuel Manuel to Manuel. To what? What? What's his first? Miranda Miranda. What?
3: What's his first name?
2: Lynn hyphen Manuel Miranda. Well, hang on. What's your point? My point is the hyphen if you're gonna have a hyphen, okay? Yeah. If you're gonna be uh, Piff the magic dragon Simone, yeah you would hyphenate dragon and Simone, not Piff. No, you wouldn't. Yes you would. No, you wouldn't. Yes you would. How would you? What do you mean? At the first if your first name's a, have together. you ever seen a hyphenated first name? Yes. What? John Luke. John Luke is hyphenated? Yeah. Like John Luke Ponte, the violinist? Uh, okay sure i was gonna say picard from the star trek (laughs) but let's go with your much better
3: reference
2: okay but john luke picard i'm pretty sure
3: let's find out okay oh now we have to stop doing everything while we find this i'll have
2: to get a i'll have to get a cake for uh lin-manuel
3: i don't think i could eat this yeah oh my god i can't believe i'm right
2: okay am i right I'm right. Oh my god! Cake for no, no. You don't get a cake for that. Why? No, that's not a cake thing. It was about Lynn. It was like it was about Lynn Manuel, not about you. No. What cake. about a muffin?
3: No, no muffin. Some no sort cake. of pastry. No pastry. The guy who made the cronut has just moved to Vegas. Really, the guy who invented the cronut? Yeah, and he's in Caesar's Palace. What about a cronut?
2: <laughs> I'm not giving. It's you a possible. Cronut. It's not vegan. It's it's a lot more convenient than it used to be. There are no. There are no apology pastries in this show. I just can't believe that I was
3: right. Okay, you are. So look, John Luke, right? That's hyphenated. That's his first two names. Lynn, what is his name? Manuel. What? Miranda. Lynn Manuel Miranda. So his first two names are Lynn Manuel. Okay. They're hyphenated. I don't like it. Well, that's
2: all I'm saying. I don't like it. Do you like John Luke Picard? No. Okay.
3: Well, at least you're consistent.
2: I don't like hyphenated first names.
3: What is going on with my water?
2: Oh, it's exciting. It's got ice in it, that's all. Oh. Uh, so listen, um, they do this thing called Freestyle Love Supreme. Who does? Lynn manuel hyphenated, Okay, and this other guy who I met last night. He was a really, really great guy. I'm actually I'm actually
3: very concerned about this water. I'm, I'm really sorry to stop you in mid-sentence, <laughs> but the water is bubbling over. I've never seen this happen. The it's water because it was bu- frozen. Bubbling over, and it's slowly spreading across the table. And I feel like it's going to get into the electrics and I'm going to die. This is how it ends for me. Okay, ready, Rich? Just saved my life.
2: Okay, good. Uh, this other guy who I met last night, yeah, 20 years ago, they did this thing called Freestyle Love Supreme. Now, when you hear Love Supreme, what do you think? I don't know what Love Supreme is. Okay, what do you think, Ready Rich? You
1: think? It feels disco-y to me.
2: No. Love Supreme yeah, I would go is John with disco. Coltrane. Oh, uh, One of John Coltrane's most important jazz records is Love Supreme. So, Moxie loves Freestyle Love Supreme. So, we're in the car. Wait, the jazz record she loves? No. No, 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 no. Oh. The show, Freestyle Love Supreme. It's very difficult to
3: concentrate when the water keeps spilling out of the bottle. Shut up about the water. I can't. I can't. Look at it. I've never seen anything like it. It's like a
2: volcano. It's carbonation with ice. Don't bring science into this. I'm trying to tell a story. I know. All right. I look away. I just look away. I look so away. I play for Mox. Love Supreme by John Coltrane. And I was so happy. Hey, Moxie loves freestyle. Freestyle. Just catching up on the bit I missed. Yeah. Okay. But Love Supreme by John Coltrane. And Moxie seemed a little skeptical. That freestyle Love Supreme was connected to Love Supreme by John Coltrane. Right? Why would a 50s jazz record have anything to do with this hip thing that I enjoy now? Right. But I talked to the director afterward, and I said, I like the fact that you're named after Coltrane. He said, yes, because it's exactly the same idea as Coltrane. I was like, yeah, once in a while, you're right. But no cake from Moxie. Anyway, Freestyle Love Supreme is this thing they do. And I think, I think I've taken a major step. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do it during the show. Okay. But after the show, driving in today, I've a major step. What it is, is it's um, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight people on stage. Two of them have keyboards. Where was this on, first of all? Um, the Venetian. Oh. In the same room where I saw Joan Rivers. I think it's one of the nicest theaters in Vegas next to the Penn and Teller Theater. Um, oh, it is.
3: That's a uh, is it the, the, like eight hundred seats? Yes, yeah, so really sand, nice showroom. It's like, and all the seats are together. And The audience is raked, raked, and the stage is down the floor. Yeah, yeah. Human Nature used to play the room. I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. played that room.
2: It's really nice, isn't the it? Best,
3: really great. Because even you have like three hundred, and it feels great. Yeah, but it, it actually seats seven hundred.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a really nice room. That's where I saw Joan Rivers. Yeah. Oh, Joan Rivers, who was at that time eighty. Yeah. And Joan Rivers was down on the floor pretending to be fucking someone, <laughs> crawling around on the floor. Joan Rivers was like the greatest. Yeah. I I didn't really get to know Joan Rivers or appreciate her until like the last three years of her life, five years of her life. Right. But boy, uh, boy that I dig Joan Rivers. She was great. great. And boy is she missed yeah. by me and by a lot of people. So Freestyle Love Supreme, there's this woman, um, Kaiser Rosé. Which is a funny name. Wow, that's so close to Kaiser Sose. Exactly. Kaiser Rose. Wait, that's her actual
3: name or the character? No, name? that's the character name. Oh, okay. That's not so that's not so uh out of the ordinary.
2: Though. Her name is Mullady, I think. Anyway, um she does beatbox, which is really great. And I have always until today kind of dismissed beatbox. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love beatbox. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. It's heavily, heavily skilled. Yeah. And it's a really good sound. Yeah. You forget, it may be as good a sound as you get out of real drums.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: Or real synth. It's really good. Bjork
3: did a whole album with nothing but beatbox. Really? Yeah.
2: Who, who's doing
3: the beatbox? Just various people from all over the place. oh uh, Yeah. But some great, some great, like some of the best beatboxes.
2: Yeah. Anyway, she's really good. And then they do improvised raps. So it's a combination of improv and freestyling rap, right? And I find myself during this um, a sourpuss. Right. Okay. As a matter of fact, Mox gave a suggestion. They get suggestions from the audience. Yeah. Give us a verb, which, uh, yeah, uh, which some people don't know what a verb is. When they yell out stuff. So people are like cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you go, no, that's not a verb. But they get these things yelled out, then they incorporate them into freestyle rap, right? Now I have this natural tendency that I need to fight the natural tendency to bust things. Right. That need not be busted. Right? So I kind of go, okay, so they've got a they've got a skeleton here. And they're picking up the second word and they're coding each other which ones they're going to do. And they're loading their rhymes in and they're back timing their rhymes. Then they're going to come, oh, that's a cadence. And they do this cadence every night that they're coming out of with the real improvised stuff. And I'm going, why am I doing this? (laughs) It's like going to a jazz concert and going, oh, they're in the key of F and they're doing 16 bars. Then they're going to trade fours. Then, of course, they're doing that. That's what the form is. You stupid asshole! Right. They're going to do verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they're going to do. They're just going to do verses, then a chorus. they going to do a guitar solo in the middle, then a few more things. Uh, they do a really, really, really nice job. You know, they have their callbacks set up. It's kind of like a mentalist routine that way. You know. Yeah. You know they're going to do. He picks up one slip of paper in the beginning, he puts it in his pocket. Oh, pop tart. I'll use that later. Yeah. Then, in the very last thing, he pulls out Pop Tart, and you go, "Oh, he has that slotted." in. Of course, he has that slotted in. He told you he had that slotted in. Right. But I think this freestyle rapping, people are getting very good at it. You know, uh, they even teach it. And there's a, um, there's a few things they do. They back time. You know, you have to, you have to reverse rhyme. Right. Mm-hmm. You know where you're going to end up with your punchline. You get a rhyme to that beforehand, which the whole audience feels it. It's inevitable. And I think this form, this freestyle um, rap form with comedy improv is kind of like looking at the birth of ventriloquism or one of those things, you know, a form that a lot of people do, but it had to start with somebody. Someone like went, hi, how are you? That's pretty cool. It looks like that fucking rock is talking, Glorp. You go, yeah, (laughs) yes, I'm talking right over here. Right? That whole thing. Right. So it's kind of like watching that kind of act develop and uh i also have this problem if i'm at the piff the magic dragon show and you're able to see me right yeah people sitting around me might say geez you know pen talks about how incredibly funny piff is right and how much he loves him and i know that piff is one of pen's best friends and he sits there scowling yeah For the whole show because when I'm watching a show I am paying attention yeah you know like if you see me I do this too by the way 100% Uh
3: I have resting bitch face throughout whatever I'm watching Yeah.
2: I watch it so carefully like if you see me at Dylan right I'm just it's it's like I'm studying for the SATs I'm not I'm not my applauding is like this do you laugh at jokes uh rarely yeah rarely I would go see Gilbert, you know, right. the funniest comedian of our lifetime, and sit there and "How hmm, How is it? How's it put together? So, what made me really self conscious, right? Is they're on stage yeah. and they're all doing, We're freestyle, love supreme, gonna get something. It's all this energy in the room, yeah. right? And then, anybody got a suggestion for us? And then Mox, Mox's hand goes up and Mox uh, says, Headphones. They've asked for something that you can't live without. Right. Headphones. And then the nightmare happens. Oh, no. Because the guy on stage says, thank you, Moxie. (laughs) Sitting next to Moxie, who previously thought he was invisible. Right. His pen.
0: Right. Now, they know Moxie.
1: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. But they also
2: know that I am Moxie's father. So Moxie's father is sullen during the show. Oh, man. And I go, oh, no. I hope they don't think that. But they might think that, right? Right. Because although I don't laugh or applaud during, um, a, a, I mean applaud, Right. I, mean, I do standing ovations and all that stuff, but during the actual show, my way of enjoying the show is to pay attention. Right. As a matter of fact, if I look like I'm having a blast in the show, probably means I don't like the show that Exactly. Because I'm just kind of going, I'll just let go and who gives a fuck if I miss something.
3: Yeah. And you're also aware that other people are going to be looking at you to see whether you're liking it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But when I'm really absorbed in something, okay. I don't give a fuck about that. But all of a sudden when Mox was called by name, I went, Oh that they can see Moxie, they can see the person oh, next yeah. to Moxie who's twice the size. Yeah. Do you
3: ever do this in your shows? You ever you ever see the person who's not laughing and and that's where your attention
2: goes? Yes, sometimes. Although I don't care I guess this is clear from my career. Right. I don't care as much about laughs as everybody else seems to on stage. Right. Well, it
3: I mean it's not it's not about caring. It's like in my show, laughs are a barometer of how the show's going because there are so many laugh points. There are so many points when I'm waiting for the laugh. Mm -hmm. So if the laugh isn't coming, the show's not going well. Then you don't have that as much. You're 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 speaking a lot more about subjects.
2: Uh, I do that.
3: Yeah. So you don't have to wait. You don't have to, if if you're not waiting at any point for the laughter, you're just looking around
2: at people listening to you. But you know, when we met everybody in the audience after the show, everybody who wanted to meet us, right. we did that after the show. I learned something I thought was really important, which is we would have a really quiet crowd. This, this is one of the, this is one of the best lessons you've ever taught me. And they were the people that sometimes liked it the most afterwards. They would come up. It'd be a dead audience that that any other entertainer would hate. Right. And then after the show, I would have 10 people come up and go, that's the best show I've ever seen. Or I've traveled so far
3: to be here. It's my one dream to be here. You know, I've been looking forward to this for so long.
2: All of these things. And they're they're just full of gratitude. Yeah. And absolutely focused during your show. Right. Yeah, there's a there was a my mom and dad were very much like that. They would go to a show, which is rare. We didn't go to shows, you know, in my childhood. We probably went to ten shows in my whole childhood because you know we lived in a rural area. Yeah, but if my family was at a show, it, w- it was important. And there was an expression we have in New England um, because New England, you know, England has the stiff upper lip. Yeah, you know, but New England has even more of that. There's always the story about the Vermont farmer that goes to see the comedian goes, says afterwards, that was so funny, I could barely keep from laughing <laughs> as a big compliment right. to a comic, you know? Yeah. So I was raised, you know, as, as Lou Reed said, you can't have three kinds of cool pen. You have to get rid of some of your cool you try to do rock and roll cool, you try to do science cool, you try to do New England cool. And what that means is you sometimes have no emotion whatsoever. Right. You have to give up some of that cool. Give up the rock and roll cool or the New England cool or the science cool. But you've identified with three groups of people that celebrate not showing emotion and that's not good for you. <laughs> this was said to me by Lou Reed. Yeah. Who you can't find a picture of him smiling or even moving. Right. Lou Reed told me
3: that. So you're there watching this with no emotion. So when you're when you're doing shows, you look across the audience, but because you're because when you watch you don't show emotion, then you're not bothered by people who are yeah.
2: not as much as other as other. What about walkouts? Walkouts uh trouble me, but then you find out about them, you know? Um yeah. I see a person walk out and go, Oh man, I feel terrible about that. And then afterwards the um the, the usher says to me, Do you see that person that went out to call nine one one because they
1: right, were having exactly. it? and you go,
3: Oh
2: That's the story I
3: always tell myself. They got they're about to shut themselves. Yeah. I had a walkout, I'm not kidding. I had a walkout, I I fly in, uh at the beginning of my show, I fly in, I land, I walk, I take four steps. You people wanna see a magic trick? A
2: couple stand up leave. Ha <laughs> ha well, that's the right of reaction, right? I don't know. If you don't want to see a magic trick. That is, that's all they
3: have. But the worst thing is, now, unlike the Pan and Teller show, where you where you, uh, you hit, you know, you, you don't you don't explain yourselves before you start the show. Right. I'm still at the point in my career where I'm explaining myself a bit before the show begins. So they knew what was coming. <laughs> and they were like, let's wait. We obviously don't want to see this, but let's wait until he see, knows that. We, we left (laughs) and halfway through the show, I stopped and I said to the person sitting next to them, did that couple, right? They, they just walked out as soon as I said, you people want to see a magic trick. And he's like, yeah. And I said, they never came back.
2: You have any idea what's going on? No. I guess they didn't want to see a magic trick. I guess not. But you know, that's not really, I, I remember, um, Jack Carter or some old time comic. Right. Came to our show and was, he was, he was elderly. I forget who it was, but it was, it was a comic that I knew. And he was um, elderly. And we came out, started doing the show. And I looked down, he's in house seats. You can see easily. And he's dozing off. Yeah. You know, and he's sleeping during the show. And afterwards I met him and he said to me, which was really nice of him to say. He said, "Um, I like the show. You might've noticed I was sleeping. I'm really old. I was badly jet-lagged. I just flew in. I told my friends, I won't be able to stay awake at the show. They really wanted to come. I came anyway, but I slept through your show. I feel like a schmuck.
3: Oh. oh. He said that to you? just yeah. uh, Wow, what a guy. Yeah. yeah. That's a Wow. Yeah. I went to see... He said
2: the parts I was awake for are like... Yeah.
3: I went to see... Um, When I first... Came, I think it was even the first time I came to Vegas. It was my dream... To, it was my dream to see Seinfeld in a, play a theater in America. Uh-huh. First time I came to Vegas, which was probably first, or second time I came to America, was the second time. Uh, he happened to be playing that night mm-hmm. at the Coliseum. So I bought a ticket and I was so jet lagged, I bought it for the wrong date. Mm-hmm. But the box office very nicely swapped it for the right date. And I was in the balcony and I was asleep for three quarters of it.
2: <laughs> well, I have, I, I, it was even worse. You know, I'm not a member of the Magic Circle. You may know that. Yes. They won't allow me in the Magic Circle. But when I go to the Magic Circle, they all want to suck my cock. Right. They just want to take pictures, have me at every show, but I can't be a member because they don't like me, except there's a museum in there where I'm in the case. I believe you've
3: uh, you've benefited from uh, the Magic Circle as much as any member has.
2: (laughs) I was talking about that again. This is a secret. But on Brit- Britain's Got Talent, yeah, you know, they did an introduction. This could be a big, it's a Christmas two-hour Britain's Got Talent magic show. Yeah. Right? And I am sitting in Simon Cowell's seat, right? Yeah. That's the show I did. They said, so-and-so coming up is, is very prestigious, a member of the magic circle. And I said, I'm not allowed in the magic circle. And all of a sudden, the whole conversation turns into... Oh, I guess it's not that prestigious an organization. Why aren't you a member? They won't let me in. So the Magic Circle's got also that to look forward to on the big Magic right. Christmas Spectacular. Yeah,
3: yeah. Another another moment of Pen milking his band for the Magic Circle <laughs> in public. Yeah, yeah. But did they allow you to be a member? You don't want to be a member because then. Two things. You'd have to pay your fees every year and you wouldn't be able to complain that they wouldn't let you be a member anymore. Exactly. So you're not trying to get into this club.
2: Don't pretend. I'm not trying to get into the club, but I'm also not pretending they did not allow me in. Yes. Well, no, hang on. Hang on a second. Right. At one
3: point, somebody has sent you, you can't come in. Yeah. Right. Now, I don't believe you then went, Oh, really? Mm. Oh,
2: no. We did. What can we do about this? We did. How can we make amends? And then Amazing Randy, right, called them and said, let them in. Right. And then they didn't. And he sent back his membership card. And Johnny Thompson did the same thing. So Johnny Thompson and Amazing Randy, at the time of their deaths, were also not members of the Magic Circle. But did not get as much press about it (laughs) as as you did. No. But I'm just saying... They told us, they called us up and said, don't do the magic circle bit on the big morning TV show in Britain. Oh,
3: now hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Wait, 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 just a second. Wait. At what point did Johnny Thompson and Randy ask them to to allow you to be a member? Was it immediately after they said... Yes. So it wasn't after the bit where you were going around telling everyone no. that you weren't a member and no. doing bits on stage no. about not being a member? No. Are you sure?
2: Yes. Okay. It was right away. Immediately. Johnny hit the roof. Right. When you got Because you know how they... I mean, you're trying to turn this into me being <laughs> the dick here. Let me tell you. No, no, no. I'm just investigating the situation. Okay. You were around
3: because you were a magic circle guy. Yeah, I was. But how long... How long have
2: you not been allowed to be in the Magic Circle? A long time. No, longer than that. No, not longer than that. We never tried to be in the Magic Circle. Then the Magic Circle wrote to us and said, we are doing a museum exhibit. Right. A pen and teller. Could we have some stuff, please? Okay. We said yes. I remember this. We sent them the original helmets we wore yeah. for the Bullet Catch. I seen them in the museum. The original Bulletproof vests. Yeah. We sent them that. Then we said, after they said, thank you, thank you, thank you, we said, but we didn't get our membership cards. <laughs> and they said, terribly sorry. You can't be members. We don't want you in here. They said, we don't want you. No. (laughs) The president said, I very much want you to be members. The board of directors says no. Right. So I'm just saying, imagine a club, let's call it the Magic Circle, (laughs) writes to you and says, we love you. You are wonderful. Can we have some of your stuff for our museum? Right. And you send them the original Piff the Magic Dragon costume yeah okay yeah and you send them mr piffle's original costume for their museum right don't you assume at that moment that you are going to be a member of the magic circle
3: well you're missing out a very a very very large fact here what's that the magic circle has rules and one of their rules just so happens to be that they don't expose a
2: magic trick which every single member of the magic circle has has what exposed a magic trick
3: hang on a minute we're not saying we're not like going to other examples yet okay right we're saying that that's like the club's rule that's the club's rule and you have become known and generated much press
2: <laughs> and much the, money
3: and 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 made significant financial gain yes from exposing a magic trick, correct now, just because other people have exactly. expo- that, right. that's I'm not what you. we're talking about. I'm with
2: you, I'm with you. Okay,
3: the club then goes when you asked because they said, because they reached out and they said, You guys are uh, some of the greatest figures in the history of magic. Mm-hmm. We have a museum about the history of magic, mm-hmm. we would love to have some of your pieces in that museum. Mm-hmm. You then equate that with them saying, we also want you to be members. I did equate that. Right. But they have a specific rule yeah. that says you cannot be a member and expose magic. Mm-hmm. And once again, you have
2: exposed magic for significant financial right. gain. So what you're saying is yeah. the, um, the uh, KKK. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> The KKK, which I would say we're comparing directly to the Magic Circle. For the at the same time. Right. Yeah. The KKK says to Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Jerry, we think you're one of the greatest comedians of all time. Okay. So, Jerry, would you send us something for our Ku Klux Klan Museum? No. No, that's wrong. Why?
3: If the Ku Klux Klan ran a comedy museum. Okay. (laughs) You would be correct, but they don't run a comedy museum. They run a Ku Klux Klan museum, and so anything they receive from Jerry Seinfeld has to be able to be displayed in that museum.
2: (laughs) Right. The magic circle has in its name magic. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. They've reached out. They have a magic museum. Yes. They've reached out and said, we are the magic circle. We are magicians. Yes. Penn and Teller are magicians. Yes. We would like them to be in our honorific, that's the wrong word, in an honorable position. In
3: our display of the most important magical artifacts in history. Mm -hmm. That's what they asked you to be a part of. Right. Yes. Right. And you deserve to be there. Oh,
2: thank you. Very kind of you to say. Yeah. But we should not be members. No. So you voted against us being members. If I if I was there, I would have. <laughs> but you shouldn't
3: have asked to be members. That's my point. You should not have asked to be members of that
2: club. We said, where are our membership cards? Yeah. We assumed we were right. being asked. You shouldn't have assumed and you shouldn't have asked because you knew. I did not know. You don't know? Oh, I come know. on. I did not. You did no, not no, know no. that the rule was? I didn't even ask. Glenn wrote a note and said, where are their membership no, cards? No, that's not why I asked. I said, did you know that the Magic Circle has a
3: specific rule against exposing magic? Well, leaving- Which, once again,
2: you have done <laughs> repeatedly in your careers to great success. Great success. Do you know? You do know but they may not know who are listening to us, that they also threw out the founder of the Magic Circle. I do know that. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you expect? They threw out their founder. Yeah. They threw him out of the club that he founded. Right. Twice. Yeah. They threw him out, reinstated him, threw him out. Yeah. Yeah. Who was that? Thurston? No, was his name. Yeah. Uh, we should both It could be masculine, but I might have made that up. I don't know. But, um. Uh, they threw, out, they threw out the guy that formed it. Right. But what I'm saying is, do you think that the magic circle would think that we would not capitalize on that? When the magic circle said to us,
3: oh, listen, you I think you put the magic circle in an impossible position. Yes. They received your... Glenn's. They received Glenn's email, probably. They rolled their eyes and... And they went, oh, I bet they used, I bet they capitalized on this <laughs> for their own uses. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So they. Because they have no other option than to do what they did. <laughs> right. Nor do
2: we. You did. It's what we do. You didn't have to ask for membership. Okay. So we don't ask for membership. However, Let's roll back You see,
3: You see a great angle on it. And you're like, wait a second, if we ask for membership, they're gonna deny
2: no, it. No, we've got great no, no, gravy no, tinned no, press no, coming no, up mate. No, 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 I didn't need that. I did not need that. I could have just done the entire bit that we did about the magic circle not right. letting us in without ever asking for membership. Right. I could have said we sent them this stuff. They did not send us a membership card, and everybody in the audience would be fine with it. Yeah. No one would say, oh, excuse me, Mr. Gillette, why didn't you ask? Yeah. No one would say that. The Magic Circle would have preferred that. Right, but it wouldn't make any difference in our bit. Right. So, we were going to be in England, right? Yeah. And we were asked to be in the morning show, and uh, the Magic Circle actually got in touch with us and said, we know you're doing the Magic Circle bit in Vegas in the United States. Um, you're not you're not going to do that on television over here, are you? And I said, well, yes, we are, because this is where the Magic Circle is. It'll be a better bit over here. Right. Now, they have an easy move on that. They can Which say, is, we're going to steal your thunder. We're going to make you members. You can't be. <laughs> you're not allowed. You can't be in the club.
3: Just admit it. <laughs> you you have to let this go
2: how upset do you think i am that i'm not a member of the magic circle
3: in no way no way but what i'm saying is is that if you were there going if you you can do the bit you just said you can do the bit Mm -hmm. without asking the magic circle to be a member you could have done the bit yeah but you didn't you asked the magic i didn't
2: ask him glenn did well but not on my behest The buck still stops with you. It does. It does stop with me. Anyway, so I was at the Magic Circle. Yeah. And you know, uh, Ricardo Rosencrantz. Okay. Okay. He was giving a lecture. Right. And he wanted us to be at the lecture in the front row. Right. And we were jet lagged. Oh no. And also Ricardo Rosencrantz is a doctor. Yeah. And he does a, um, I like him. An ever so slightly strained comparison to medicine and magic. Okay. Also Don't we, you like that? Isn't that isn't that your favorite? Love that. Yeah. Love that. It's like you'd when you do gospel magic. Yeah. But he also does like PowerPoint demonstrations and he tends to speak carefully. Right. Quietly. Soothingly. <laughs> <laughs> with nice colors on his PowerPoint. Yeah, thing. He put Penn and Teller in the front row oh, no. at the Magic Circle when we were deeply jet-lagged and overworked, and Teller and I spent the whole time shaking each other, <laughs> trying to get the other one to be awake long enough to wake up that one when he fell asleep. Oh, no. I, it was horrible. And Ricardo decided
0: to spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Do
1: you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
2: But that was the night he should go two and a half hours. Ah. Oh. And I try to. Do you try to do this when you fall like in the Seinfeld and stuff? Yeah. Do you say to yourself, "I want to remember this," right. and when I'm in bed, I want to feel the same kind of how much I want to sleep. Yeah. And then you don't ever hit it.
3: No, because you literally cannot stay awake. Whereas in bed, it's like you cannot make yourself sleep.
2: Yeah. 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 But boy, if you could just reverse those, right? Oh, be so great. When you can't sleep, you have insomnia, you could just be watching Seinfeld. And when you're at Seinfeld and want to doze off, just be in bed instantly. Yeah. So nice. So nice. Sometimes you even do that with just watching TV, right? You go to bed and, oh, I'm awake. You're dozing off. It's terrible. Yeah,
3: like I can't read a book. I'm like halfway through a page. I'm like nodding off.
2: <clears throat> well, I can read. I like, that. I read at night. That's when I read. In the bathtub.
1: I enjoy it. We see you. You're a colleague, you're a partner, you're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you.
2: So, have you, do you see shows in Vegas anymore? What'd you see? Yeah, it? I
3: see shows. I see shows all the time, as much as I can. What'd you see last? Uh, Donny Osmond,
2: and that was great. We've already
3: covered that. That, that was great. we already covered that. I want to see this Awakening show. It's what? I want to see this show called Awakening. What is that? It's at the Win. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my friend Paul Keeve did the magic for it, and uh-huh. apparently the magic spectacular. Mm-hmm. I was invited. We talked to Paul about that. Yeah, I was invited to the press night.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Now it was the same night I flew back from tour, mm-hmm. and it was also my seventh year anniversary of being at the Flamingo. Mm-hmm. So I had invited out the producers of my show and, and an executive from Caesars to uh, the SW Wynn Steakhouse mm-hmm. on my day mm-hmm. because. Goodness i wanted to see the singing frog
2: oh yeah yeah yeah. so things lowrider
3: yeah Yeah. so i i got um my assistant to ring up the number offering me free tickets and say i'm sorry i can't make it that night but i'd love to come and see it the next night and they said no but you don't mind paying for shows
2: what I said, you don't mind this paying This is $176 for show. a ticket. I would pay for a show. That's I, like I, I, $350 plus I, tax. i never mind that. I'll pay for a show. Well, I guess
3: we're not the same. No, we're not the same person. And this is when we found out. <laughs> so somebody else in the company calls them and said, oh, sorry, it's actually Piff the Magic Dragon who wants to come to see this show, uh, but they can't make it tonight. So if they could come tomorrow, that would be very much appreciated. And they still said no. Good. And as I sit here today, I still don't have a complimentary ticket to that show. Well, I'll tell you. I haven't seen it. But let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one very upsetting thing. Mm -hmm. We went to SW Wynn Steakhouse. Do you know how many times the frog appeared? Zero. Once. Once. Do you sing Lowrider? No. He sang something else. And the rest of the time, it was adverts for the Awakening show that they wouldn't let me go to unless I bought a ticket. And the food at the steakhouse was terrible. Well, I'll tell you this: on Broadway, yeah,
2: there are no complimentary. I know, demands. but we're not on Broadway. Also. None, right. zero. I like that. I, I don't know
3: how I feel about that because because we do need people to pay to see our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everything can't be free. But in Vegas, like we give, like if somebody wants to come see my show, I'll give them a ticket if I know them, if mm-hmm. they, they have a connection, and then. If I were to go and see somebody else's show, they'll give me a ticket because I know them. How many times
2: have you paid for the Penn and Teller show?
3: Zero. Zero? Yeah. You didn't see us before you Oh, noticed? I saw you on Broadway. Before you knew me. No. Before I knew you, I
2: was in England. Yeah, but we played in England. Didn't didn't know you at that point. I like paying for a show. I like also, I, I like both ways. How about that? I like both ways in time. Right. I'm fine paying for a ticket. But Siegfried and Roy never gave comps. Yeah. Oh, I've.
3: Yeah, I've never. I've always paid for David Copperfield because mm-hmm. I've I never had a relationship with David where I'm like, "Hey, could I have a ticket?" But you me? give him a birthday present every year. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Every year, he gets a hundred dollar Amazon gift card yeah, from me. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And he's, it's 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 his perplexing gift from Piv. So <laughs> the first the first year I did it, uh, I think a week and a half went by. And then my phone rang and it said David Copperfield. And I was like, okay. So I pick it up and he's like, hey, thanks for the gift card. And I'd forgotten. And I almost went, and then I remembered in time and I was like, you're welcome.
2: Yeah. Very good. Very good. David's been calling me uh, every week to report on uh, Chris Angel's ratings on this TV show. <laughs> uh, David Copperfield is now essentially Nielsen. Right. He reports back, right. And how are the ratings? Uh, they, they're not. They're not spectacularly good. Right. Not spectacularly good. Yeah. But you know, David's interested in new magic shows and how they're doing. Sure. He's cheering them on. He's a supporter of the arts. Sure. Yeah. So he wants to. He wants to report back.
3: Yeah. He's hoping that those numbers come so of through. Of course,
2: they, but and they. You know, they're they're not bad.
3: Right. You know, not. But they're not good, good enough, show, are they? David. And you hear nothing but disappointment in David's voice.
2: That's right. If they're if they're below, he would like every single person in the country to be watching right. every magic show on TV all the time. Right, and that
3: one audience member below that, yeah, he there's sheds a, a disappointment.
2: Tear. Yeah, a disappointment. You can hear him weeping. Well, not weeping, but there's disappointment in his voice. No he's choked up, a little choked up. Yeah, no doubt about that. But Wednesday, I'm going to be in Denver at the Tattered Cover. Tattered Cover. Bookstore. Do you like when bookstores have twee names? Do you like I do. I, yeah. do too.
3: I do. Too. It's very. I mean, that's a very English thing. Yeah. Those sort of like, uh, what's that word that sort of begins with n when you look back and you nostalgia. Nostalgia has a very yeah, very nostalgic. Yeah.
2: You're getting ready for being older, aren't you? Yeah. I'm, what What is that word that begins with n? Yeah. Means looking back. I, I was wondering this, I just found, I, I guess this is too long a topic to start now, but Bob Dylan's love letters to his high school girlfriend are for sale. Right. Uh,
3: now you have very, you have very strong views
2: on privacy. I do. And I'm very confused by this because, um, you know, this woman, she's whatever she is, uh, uh, whatever age she is, uh, the daughter of of the uh, of her mother got love letters from Bob Dylan and the starting bid and the starting bids are always low a quarter of a million dollars Whoa. oh my god that's that's real money that's, that's real yeah. serious money that's life-changing money for anyone right okay maybe not Elon Musk but it's life-changing money for most anyone life-changing money for me quarter of a million dollars a lot of money but that's Bob's privacy these are letters that he wrote to his sweetheart but he's a nobel laureate in literature and the stuff he writes is really important and he writes to his high school girlfriend about his plans for his career i think that my concern for bob's privacy is greater than my curiosity about the letters but then i want you know um joyce maynard okay was uh the young woman who had an affair with jd salinger yeah Now, she put up all his letters for auction, Yeah, right? And everybody was very freaked out because J.D. Salinger is extremely private. Yeah. Was extremely private. He's dead now. But the software billionaire, Peter Lynch, bought all the letters. He went to the auction and bought the letters from Joyce Maynard. And what did he do with those letters, Biff?
3: I know what he did because I read the article.
2: Yeah. Pretty great. Yeah. He called up. J.D. Salinger and said, what do you want me to do with these? Right. And J.D. Salinger said, don't open them, just send them to me. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty great. Now, Bob Dylan has a lot of money. He could, of course, bid at the auction, buy his love letters back, and just do whatever he wanted with them. But I would prefer to think that Bob just doesn't give a shit. Now- Has he made his thoughts known on this? He's not. No, he he won't. He won't. He won't ever make a comment, I don't think. I'd be very surprised if he did. Because in Bob's image, the way he wants the world to see him, and it may very well be true, Bob doesn't even know about this, right? Right. Now, I am obsessive about Bob Dylan. As you know, I went to the museum and I spent you know, longer than any other person that's been, been to the museum has spent there. I would not leave. They closed it, and I was still there going through stuff. Right. I've been to the Bob Dylan Center. Now, this is not a problem because Bob Dylan sold this collection to the billionaire who set up the museum. So everything has got Bob Dylan's uh, imprimatur on it, right? Yeah. Obviously. Uh, so there's no moral issue whatsoever. But I was wondering as I was driving in today, uh, I'm a fan. I am a real fan. Teller's never really understood this about me, but I am a fan. When I decide that I like someone, I write fan letters still. I read a book that I really like. I write, you know, um uh dear Ms. McCracken, I read your book, I liked it, you are really good. I am a fan letters or emails. Sincerely your Was that you, emails? Emails emails. Yeah. I used to write letters. Yeah. Used to write fan letters, and I write fan emails. Do you have people that you're fans of or do you just take yeah. it in all off? I literally
3: just read uh Rich Hall's book book you know the mm. comedian mm-hmm. which is a great book and uh immediately went on instagram and wrote to him on instagram and said how much i enjoyed the book do you uh do you know rich yeah we did a podcast together once
2: mm-hmm.
3: it was a book about his career and uh and it was everything else he's he's done it was like
2: a, a memoir
3: it was like a memoir yeah it was great
2: he was good he became very popular in england
3: yeah a huge in england yeah. and he still is he's touring there now oh uh, really
2: yeah. Did he get back in touch with you? Thank you for the fan letter? No. Oh.
3: Now- uh, I mean,
2: I'm assuming he runs his own Instagram. Uh, now, uh, I had a girlfriend who uh, we broke up and she started going out with the Rich Hall. Oh, really? So I'm basically related to Rich Hall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But here's what I mean. Is there anybody for whom you collect stuff from and you will not miss a show? And that's different, little different than writing a note to Rich Hall.
3: I used to be a very big fan of U2 and would never miss anything. Okay. But over the... They just sort of lost me on the last three albums. But they're, they're rumored to be playing at the MSG Sphere, mm-hmm. which they're building in Las Vegas for an obscene mm-hmm. amount of money. They're rumored to be the opening act for that, and I hope to be there on opening night.
2: You want to get free tickets? Do you want to do Yeah, free tickets. For that. Okay. You think it's likely? Uh, maybe. How much would you pay to see U2? Uh...
3: Up to $500 a, t- a ticket.
2: Oh, it's, th- th- there'll be more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you'll be very unhappy to know that I went to see you 2 Yeah. They were doing a duet with Lou Reed. Right. Uh, electronically. I went to see you 2 and left after the duet. Right.
3: But the opening yeah, act was. You sp- left after, after Ooh. Bono said, you people want to see a magic trick. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I also saw U2 at the stadium here. Yeah. And, um, I've told this story many times, but I loved it. Uh, Bono had a microphone that went all the way up to the uh, to the top of the stadium. Right. That hung down like a boxer's microphone yeah. that he sang into. And it was the greatest thing in the world because he sang, he got emotional, and he hit the microphone. And it was like a Foucault's pendulum showing the, right. the the rotation of the earth. <laughs> it went out about two feet
3: right. from
2: his face and he turned over <laughs> to look at the audience and he came back and the microphone swung him directly in the nose and bono uh, made the choice i mean instantaneous yeah to pretend it's what he wanted right <laughs> and the entire audience 50,000 people 49,999 people yeah we're fine with that decision. Right. One person became hysterical with mirth. Um, <laughs> absolutely hysterical laughing. That was me. I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Because Bono is um, very serious. Uh, that's not the... They had this period in the
3: 90s where they sort of went all ironic and mm-hmm. and they were doing all that zoo TV all stuff. All the leather and, stuff. And, and then the pop you yeah. know. And and there's, and there's the Zeropa stuff. That's the stuff I liked. I never liked their sincerity. So mm. they anytime Bono became sincere,
2: they kinda lost me. Uh, that was from the very beginning you didn't like Sincere?
3: So I didn't like any of the beginning period. Mm. I liked them in the ironic what's well, like ironic fun phase and then now they've sort of became became sincere again. Mm. So yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. So I would have I would very much been laughing at him being hit in the face by a microphone.
2: Yeah. And it, well, you know, he wasn't injured. Right, We just a little boop on the nose and a boop on the nose for uh, Bono. It was, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. The Edge
3: uh, fell off stage playing guitar uh, oh, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. maybe four years ago, because I, I never count the last two years, mm-hmm. probably four years ago. He fell off stage. And that was pretty funny. He wasn't hurt. He wasn't hurt. That's why it was funny.
2: Well, you know, there was Frank Zappa who was picked up and thrown off stage. Right. Yeah, which is horrible.
3: Horrible. And Mr. Uh, Pivels was thrown off stage.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Horrible. Horrible. But if 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 it's an accident and no damage is done, pretty funny.
2: Well, I love people falling. Yeah. I especially like me falling. Makes yeah. me laugh. It, it used to be every winter, you know, because I'm from New England, and we have serious winter there. Um, it seemed like every year when I was in high school, one of the first cold days. I'd go out, hit a patch of ice, and fall right on my back. Yeah. And I would just lie there hysterical, yeah. laughing. Now, of course, that I'm older, that would probably mean go to the hospital. Right. But I'd be laughing the whole way. <laughs> I just want you to know that. I'd be laughing the whole way.
3: I, especially
2: if your legs were like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want that... Yeah. And I also always find it funny when models fall. Right, well, on runways. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. They're, they're never heard. No. But it's always high fashion to hitting the deck is funny. Who else are you a fan of besides you two? I, I like Haruki
3: Murakami, the writer. Hmm. I'm a big fan of his. I know you had
2: me read one of his books. He's good. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I did. You told me to read
3: it. When? I don't know. What, what name is his books? No, you read one of his books. You read um, the one about running. Yeah. But I didn't tell you to read that. Uh,
2: no, I read the other one too.
3: Oh. Uh, about the blues. South of the west, south of the border, west of the sun. Yeah. Oh, I probably would have told you. You
2: told me to read that and I read it. I like it. Did you like it? Yeah, very much. Okay.
3: Apology cake. No, that just reduces the amount of apology cakes he owes me. (laughs) We're back to three.
2: (laughs) You did tell me to read it. I got so many cakes in hand, I can afford to be reckless. (laughs) (laughs) You are maggoty with apology Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we
0: got to go. Okay. That boy's been Sunday school
2: How's the past still? Cha cha cha. It was okay. Is it still there? I was no, it just went away just now. Just now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh you become naked. Well, you got a whole box of it. I know, but I was I was fighting it a lot of the time. Really? Like my tongue was going there. My tongue wasn't happy with the intruder in my mouth. You were the one who wanted to be Tom Jones. I did, I did. Yeah. It's not going to happen for you. But I think maybe I wanted the big penis and right. not the lozenge in the mouth part of Tom Jones. Well, next time be explicit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we love you. Hey, Matt
0: Donnelly, you got anybody to thank? And then there's these assholes. <laughs> Betsy Batter, Little Mandar, Michael Fritz, uh, the TheWrestlingIndependent.com, the heartbeat of pro wrestling. And the person who can tell me what plate spring lessons are Rachel Forrester, Joe Bethar Bowers, Adam Stickney, Sax Guy Jimmy D, Nathan Julian, Some Guy in Shanghai, Christopher Harris, Manuel Vidal Perez de la Mesa V, Petty Officer Scoop, David K, David Peters, Blue Drinks Films, Brandon Knapp, Nick Dingman, Colin Durham, The Big Podcast.com, Central Park Owl, Lancey Menshew, Stephen White, Harlan Liam Clark, Michelle Yeiser, Jonathan. Brogan Hastings
1: and Placida Scott thank you we see you you're a colleague you're a partner you're a friend you're always here to support your family and your community now there's a school ready to support you National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring so you get the support you need to succeed National University, supporting the whole you. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring. So you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you.
0: Before Shopify, were you wondering where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform, supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the ching ching.